It's only recently that I discovered the word liminal, but I immediately recognized its meaning, resonating with all of its beautiful ambiguity, its ability to convey both extreme depth and acute nowness. It's called to settle within the tension, within the waiting. It's insistence on surrender to the unknowing. I picture the word in my mind, liminal, the L on either end standing straight, grounded and supportive, holding that space in between. Looking at it, you can see that when you leave one guidepost, inevitably you will at some point come to another. And when you next reach that solid bit of ground, liminality will recede for a moment or a day or a year. Having let go of what's been, you move past the first L and into the transformational threshold that liminality represents. Not quite yet ready for what's next, there are lessons to learn here, tools to gather, grieving to be done, and grace to be found. But within this groundless unknowing, between those defining points of A and B, you are called to pure presence, absolute awareness. It's terrifying, and it's thrilling. It takes your breath away and leaves you gasping and grasping for something safe and familiar. Liminal spaces, thresholds, moments of waiting and change, creations of a new story. They take many forms, come at any time, can last for minutes, days, or years. Autumn is a liminal season, the laying between the light and warmth of summer and the dark quiet of winter. As we enter this time of this time of waiting, this fall, going to fallow, laying in rest, waiting to see what's coming next. We're in a time of transition and liminality in our church year, in our school years, as we get ready to go back and start up those activities again and wrap up our summer. When we gather here on Sundays today in this beloved community, we worship together using ritual, rhetoric, silence, and song to create sacred liminal space. You come in here, you sit in these pews, trusting in this place, in this community, to open yourself up for a brief time to something new and unknown. Hopefully you will be moved, transformed in some small or large way, and at the end of this hour, you'll be sent back out into the world with new insights, a new story to tell, something to help you, guide you in a new way, and new tools in caring for your spirit, new, new hope in a shared vision, and renewed energy to serve others. Liminality occurs all throughout our lives, weddings, graduations, falling in love and getting our hearts broken, birth, death, and hundreds of times in between. All of these are thresholds and times of change, times of waiting, but they're not just times of waiting. That's not what I'm here to talk about today. I'm here to talk about grace. Because if we wait in those times, 
If we dwell in that time correctly, I believe that the most powerful moments of grace of our lives can occur within liminality. In those times, we are vulnerable whether we realize it or not. We are perhaps a little confused, lost, a little scared, maybe a little broken, grieving what's been left behind. And when we are raw this way, grace can be a sweet and soothing balm, or a brief flicker of light, a shot of adrenaline, or a precious gift. Grace has the power to transform us, our circumstances, our surroundings, and our perceptions. And that transformation can be found within the waiting, if only we are quiet enough to hear it, awake enough to see it, and brave enough to accept it. Sometimes liminality is very apparent. You know very clearly that you have left that first L far behind, and you're deep in the middle of liminal space, in the middle of the unknowing, as Barbara Crooker said in her poem, lying in the hammock caught between the mesh of rope and the net of stars. Sometimes we intentionally enter liminal space, like coming to worship on Sundays or entering college. But at other times, the changing of our stories are not so easy to see. At other times, it's not clear that you've moved into the unknown. Again, this is where grace can be very helpful. It can wake us up, shake us up, and help us see things in a whole new way that in the end may actually be the light we need to show us the path to the other side. Hush. Wait, listen, listen. One of my first memories is of going to the hospital holding tightly to my dad's hand, walking down that long, brightly lit hallway, unsure of what I would see when we got to the other end, but I had been waiting a long time for this day. I had been promised something amazing, something I couldn't even really imagine. But the hospital was a strange place, and I didn't know it. I was scared. The surprise was supposed to be at home. That's what I had been told this new thing would be coming. But Dad said it wasn't ready for that yet. Hush, Shay, he said. We have to be quiet. Look. And he lifted up my little two-and-a-half-year-old body, held me tightly against his chest, and pointed through a big pane of glass in front of us. There, do you see? It's your baby sister. A baby sister? That doesn't look like what I thought a baby sister was going to look like. Can we take her home now, I said. I want to go home. Soon, he said. And I went still in his arms, staring at the wiggling, crying baby and knowing somewhere in my little heart that she was a blessing, despite that she would soon become the bane of my existence. <laughs> a moment of grace, that first look with new eyes, I saw my sister for the first time and knew life from that moment on was going to be very, very different. How do we recognize the thresholds we're crossing? How do we see the gifts that wait within? First, 
It requires presence. The more we can learn to become aware of what is happening now, the better able we are to recognize liminal experiences and accept the growth and gifts they offer. For me, in order to recognize when I am in these moments of transition and waiting, I have to slow down, take a breath, and check in with myself. I have to take a moment to focus and really open my eyes and ears to what's happening within me and around me. And when I do this, I see that I'm on a journey to somewhere new. And I also can recognize the grace around me. Hush. This past May, I graduated from seminary. But about a year ago, after two years in seminary, I found myself unsure and confused. This formation process was hard. And for what? Where would I be at the end of it all? Who would I be? And could I do it? Several years of waiting and working, a threshold experience, if ever there was one, a liminal space intent upon transformation, my transformation. When I started that journey, I had truly stepped away from that first L, leaving behind all that I knew, and I was now deep in the middle of liminality. I couldn't even see the distant L. I had no idea where I was headed or what was coming next. I had lost my footing, drifted from my center, and was suspended and tangled up in the unknowing, and I was scared. I like to think of myself as a contemplative, and so like any good contemplative, I went on a retreat. And I slowed down long enough to listen. And I heard, I remembered the heartbeat of the earth the breathing of the trees, these things that surround me and ground me always if I just remember to listen to them. And I was told by that still, small voice within me, reminded that all I need is within me, that this journey to ministry has been 20 years in the making, not just two, and I have gained skills, formed community, and found wisdom, and those things are my center at the core of who I am. I am not alone in this journey. I was told in that liminal space, in this waiting, in the training, that just another opportunity for me to learn and grow, to become more of who I am. And when it gets scary and I feel lost, I just have to listen. A moment of grace occurs and I hear what I need to hear. So, liminality calls us to presence, waking and opening ourselves up enough to see. And it also calls us to stillness, if only for a breath or two. Stillness in order to listen and hear. And then, and here's the really hard one, at least for me, liminality calls us to courage. The ability to act despite fear. When we know that we are waiting for change, heading for something different, about to encounter something very new, sometimes the liminal space can actually feel safe, or at least less scary. 
Because here in the liminal space, if we look really, really hard, if we squint our eyes, we can still maybe see the outline of that first L, where we started, what we've left, what we're moving away from. And as long as we can still see it, it gives us something familiar to hang on to. Because even if we're excited about what's coming next, even if this threshold is chosen and leading to greater joy, it can still be very scary. But if there's one thing that I've learned about liminality, it's that it's always unpredictable and uncontrollable, tossing me one way and then the other so that I never really know what's coming. However... Rather than just letting the liminal space toss me around, rather than letting fear get the better of me, and this is the moment where everything that is possible within the waiting can become a reality. Rather than letting fear get the better of me, I control what I do with what I've learned. How I enter the new story is my choice. And the courage it takes to turn my attention from what's behind me to what's ahead, to turn with open eyes and open arms and an open heart, that courage is given wings by the grace I find within the waiting. Hush, wait, listen, listen. Eleven years ago, my dad was coming to an end of a three-year fight with pancreatic cancer. It had been three years of waiting. Some days better and some days worse, but he had been pretty sick for most of that time, that liminal time. The final threshold, and we were waiting with him, my family and I. There were many moments of grace, all the good days that he had the way he rallied enough to fly to Vegas for my sister's wedding, the early retirement party in support of colleagues from his 30 years of teaching. My father and I had, our relationship had been complicated during my early adulthood, and my decision to move back to North Dakota to be with my parents during this time was just as complicated. Oh, that liminal space. On top of all of this, I had decided in the middle of those three years, in the middle of North Dakota, to come out. Maybe not my best timing. (laughs) But that decision meant more pain and struggle for myself and my family. They didn't understand, but they loved me. That was never in doubt, but it was still very difficult. So... Eleven years ago, I had met someone, and I was leaving town to spend a few days with her. My dad's health had been declining rapidly at this point, and we were well aware that the end was near. So I was hesitant to go, especially because my attempts to talk with my parents about this new relationship had been awkward. The morning before my flight, I went up to their house, still unsure about leaving and feeling pretty torn up about it all. I walked into the house saw my dad looking not well, and said, I'm not going. 
He grabbed my hands, pulled me to my knees in front of his chair, and he gave me his blessing. He wished for me happiness and love, told me to go explore and find joy. And it was up to me to be brave enough to hear those words and take them, let them transform me and let them move me into a new life. And they were the last words he ever spoke to me. Even in the midst of death, both literal and figurative, the transforming power of grace can help us embrace new life. Let me say it again. The most powerful moments of grace are those that occur within the waiting of liminal space and time. Helping us awaken to what we need to see, telling us what we need to hear, and giving us the courage to what needs to be done. True grace is profound and unpredictable. It is revelatory and redemptive, most especially when it is found within the waiting. Most especially when we have the courage to accept it. So my friends, as you move through this season of autumn, as you move through seasons of waiting, whatever liminal spaces you may be in today or tomorrow, keep your eyes open, listen with your heart, and be brave. Don't rush the waiting. The moments you spend there may have much to offer you. And I just want to remind you that you are not alone as you lay in that hammock, caught in between the mesh of rope and the net of stars, suspended. Remember that you are tangled up in a great love, an intricate web, a beloved community, and grace surrounds you always. May it be so, and amen. Amen.